0: So we're effectively building a whole ecosystem of home and personal care products that can be distilled down into tablet form. So the thing I've always found fascinating is that the water-based cleaning products that you have at home, personal care products, they're like 95% plus made out of water. And so why, why would you ship water around? Like, it's so crazy to do that. And so what we're doing is we're only shipping tablets So
1: just the tablets, and then you fill the water up at home. Have you ever wondered, how do you grow a socially conscious and environmentally friendly e-commerce brand online while also making a profit? Yeah, me too. After watching my family members suffer through cancer and heart disease using products by companies that care more about profits than their customers, there must be a better way, right? Right? That's when I discovered an emerging wave of successful purpose-driven businesses, and I knew I needed to be a part of it. So join me as we dive into the stories behind the most inspiring brands in the world and discover the secrets on how they successfully win over the vote of their customers' wallets and grow their business online. My name is Vincent Tanyono, and welcome to the e-commerce Speak podcast. Welcome to another episode of the E-Commerce Speak Podcast. I'm super happy today because I have Josh Howard with me here today. Josh is the CEO and founder of Single Use Ain't Sexy. Single Use Ain't Sexy is is such a cool name. They are actually an Australian sustainable hand soap brand. They use dissolvable hand soap uh, tablet and reusable glass bottle designed to save single use plastic soap bottles from landfill. So when you buy just one of their glass bottles, you can save up to 25 single-use plastic bottles from the landfill every year. Isn't that amazing? So welcome to the show, Josh. Great to have you here. Vincent, you you do my pitch better than I do. I'm going to start employing you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, take me back a bit about your story. Like, How did you come up with the idea to create an eco-friendly product in this hygiene space?
0: Well, I felt like I was just chucking so much stuff out. You know, when you look around at home and you're like, bin is full of crap, and there's plastic bottles underneath your bathroom sink and your kitchen sink. And you just have those freak out moments where you're like, oh my God, what am I doing here? This is madness. So I thought I wanted to try and bring out a product which helps solve the single use plastic crisis. I've always been obsessed with. Um, products that you add water to. So dry or dehydrated products, I call it the just add water category. Um, And I was seeing this being done um, around the world in different categories of products. So cleaning products, cordial, chicken stock cubes, denture cleaning tablets, all these things you add water to. And I thought, I reckon there's space here to introduce that style of product but in a category where you're using heaps of single-use plastic bottles. So I thought hand soap was a good start. Um, And yeah, I spoke to 93 manufacturers. It was not easy to find someone. It was this thing of, do I go for a soap company or a soap manufacturer that can turn it into a tablet or a tablet manufacturer that can turn it into soap? Um, And I ended up finding a tablet manufacturer that could turn it into soap, which is effectively compressing the raw ingredients into tablet form. And we were off to the races and it's been a very, very exciting
1: last 18 months. I think it's a really brilliant idea, right? Using those, uh, those tablets. So I know that this is like kind of very different from what you were doing. And I, I think, I believe you studied law, right? But you never practiced it and then you went into the media. So what is it like after you've done quite a variety of things, what is it that you like most about what you do uh, right now? I love the creativity and the freedom.
0: I, I just love it. Like it's, it's, it's a grind and it's very, very hard and it's a lot of work, um, but I love the creativity and the freedom that you have to, you know, create a brand that is meaningful to people, to work on product development, which is sustainable, eco-friendly and helping the planet, getting people excited about the movement that they're buying into emotionally Uh, it's just fun. It's really fun. And you can tell from the name of our brand, Single Use Ain't Sexy, that it's all about dealing with a serious issue but in a cheeky and irreverent and fun and funny way. And so that's what I reckon the future of sustainable and eco-friendly products are is that they have to be cool and beautiful and design-led and they also have to be fun. So for me, getting to marry up those two pieces of the puzzle Um, for the greater good in terms of what we're trying to achieve environmentally, which is to save 5 million single-use plastic bottles from landfill, is why I love it so much. And so in answer to your question, yes, I I went to uni, I went to law school and I got admitted to be a lawyer, but I never practised a day in my life and I always felt like entrepreneurship and advertising and marketing were areas that were way more fun and engaging and interesting to me. So that's the path that I went down.
1: What were some of your takeaways though from your career in media that helped you when you were launching uh, single use in Sexy?
0: That's a that's a really good question. I think every business, especially consumer brands, are about communications, and so I think I've probably really learned how to communicate with people well um, and that is for a few reasons. number one, you know we mentioned that I studied law it's all about language and words so it's a good kind of rigorous way to understand how to communicate with people in quite a concise way. Then my first job was in TV and I worked in TV production, which is all about communicating with people via a visual medium, obviously, um, and then I moved into digital advertising and digital media, um, which is about making people feel a certain way in, in, a, in another kind of forum. So all of this training helped me understand the psychology around the marketplace and what makes people tick and what makes people buy into a brand. My my own personal opinion is that it's about trying to make people feel like they are investing in a movement bigger than themselves and bigger than the immediate product, uh, which is why, you know, I put my life savings into this business and it's all about saving single-use plastic bottles from landfill. And so I love the idea that we're playing in this ecosystem of competing with Brand, but it's actually about getting people to buy more less. So it's hard in this day and age if you want an e-commerce brand or you want a D2C brand, sometimes you feel like you're just in this cycle of encouraging consumerism. And what I love about our business is that we're encouraging consumerism, but it's so that people can end up consuming less. So what I mean by that, for example, is if people buy one of our very sexy reusable glass bottles It's going to save up to twenty-five single-use plastic bottles from going into landfill every year. So we've saved over one hundred and twenty-five thousand single-use plastic bottles from going into landfill. And I love the idea that the more people invest in our mission and products, um, the more eco-friendly they can be. So that's why I love it. You're affecting change. You're doing it in a very tangible, immediate way, and then you can shape how you decide to go about it. So. I, I think that this game is about basically creativity winning. It's an, it's, it's an ideas competition. And so the smartest players, the smartest business, the smartest people are the ones who are able to communicate their message in the most creative way that cuts through um, in a way that is, is meaningful to people. So
1: that's why I love it. Yeah, I definitely love the creativity. Do you find that you need to do like some education to get people to, to switch over or is it like quite easy for them to, to convince people to, hey, you need to save the environment?
0: No, I think that's a really good question. Um, we have to do a lot of education and anytime you have a new product or a new category of products, the educational piece is really important, which is why marketing is important like you could have the coolest product in the world but if people don't know about it or don't understand how it works it's never going to take off and so we've been having a lot of success lately in august we just had our biggest month ever by uh, a lot which was awesome and a big part of it is because we had pivoted all of our advertising to be educational and almost like instructional so it was live demonstration videos about how to use our product so for us, obviously, it's a little dissolvable tablet. You drop it in our reusable glass bottle. You fill that with, with tap water, drop it in, it dissolves, and then you pump the liquid solution out as a big white foam hand wash. So that is a new way for people to be washing their hands. And so for us, it was really important to educate them
1: about why it's a better alternative. Wow, yeah, congratulations. That's amazing that you have an amazing, amazing August. And I, I think coming up to the fourth quarter, I think you'll have even better <laughs> better results. Yes, fingers crossed. We're
0: working, we're working very, very hard to try and have a big Q4. And I think for, for people, you know, a lot of your listeners, obviously, are interested in e-commerce, so they understand that October, November, December is the biggest quarter for any, you know, D2C or digital brand. So I think we're setting ourselves up well this year, hopefully. Awesome.
1: Yeah, so you've got uh, amazing results so far in your 18 months. So where do you see your business, let's say, in the next two or three years' time? I want to become the global
0: leader in the Just Add Water category. So if you think about, like, our broader vision, it's to transition the world to more sustainable products, right, with reusable packaging and reusable bottles. And so we're effectively building a whole um, ecosystem of home and personal care products that can be distilled down into tablet form. So the thing I've always found fascinating is that the water-based cleaning products that you have at home, personal care products, they're like 95% plus made out of water. And so why, why would you ship water around? Like it's so crazy to do that. And so what we're doing is we're only shipping the tablets so just the tablets and then you fill the water up at home. And so if I look at where we're going to be in two or three years, it's about building out a full um, pipeline of different products which can help eliminate single-use plastic bottles in different um, areas of the home. So body wash, face wash, shampoo, cleaning products, all these, all these products you use that are plastic bottles and mostly water, I think we can come in and turn that category
1: upside down. Wow, that's a really amazing <laughs> vision that you have and I'm pretty sure the environment also will thank you for that. <laughs> so what are some of the challenges that you, that you see that um, you can potentially face as you're expanding into this market? Because some of our listeners, they are also in the, might be in a similar situation. They are looking to grow an eco-friendly brand and they, they will get a lot of value out of hearing how you plan to overcome them. I think, yeah, it's a really good question.
0: I think I don't look at, our space as just eco-friendly. Like what I want to do is build a brand and build products that people adore so much that the eco-friendly nature of them is almost like a bonus. I want people to look at our products and think, oh, that is so cool, that is so awesome, that would look so beautiful on my my kitchen sink or my bathroom sink Um, that it kind of has more mass appeal because... I don't want you to feel like you have to be some, you know, massive hippie to use eco-friendly products. It's almost about, it's about creating um, a line of products that is accessible and has broader appeal. And so what I love is I love the idea of building sustainable products that just they just fit into your life. So it's about trying to be seamless and frictionless and integrate those, those qualities into people's daily routines. Because I think as soon as something is Harder to do or more expensive, even if it's eco friendly, a lot of people just won't incorporate it into their daily routine. And so for us, it's about trying to make it accessible, affordable. So the soap tablets are three bucks each when you buy the refill packs of 10, um, and about making a brand that's memorable. So that's why the name is Single Use Ain't Sexy. The tagline is Don't Be a Tosser. And it is all about trying to be engaging in that way and so I think there's a big white space for sustainability brands that are also really design-led and really fun and funny and so I think that's probably been our strategy and I think one thing I'll say with the name of any business I think the name especially for direct to consumer e brands is the single most powerful piece of real estate you could ever create for yourself and it's free because it's all up to 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 you creating a name and having a good idea. So, you know, when I started the business, I was originally going to call the business Drop, D-R-O-P, which was kind of like dropping the tablet into the water and, you know, dropping your impact. But I just didn't feel like Drop made people feel anything that emotionally. And so as we have kind of gone really hard on being known for having what I hope is the start of an iconic brand, it's been really exciting to see how it's resonated with people. And, you, you know, you want people to have that instinctive feeling the second they hear your name, you just want them to be like, all right, I want to know more. What is this all about? It intrigues me. And so that's what we've tried to do with the brand.
1: That's really interesting about your perception of the company name. I understand. I totally agree now. so sure. It has to, like, people instantly get curious. They instantly remember it. So what was your process? How did you end up uh, get, choosing the name? Ah.
0: Uh, that's a good question. I, I, wanted, I wanted the name sexy in there because I thought that there was an interesting um, kind of dynamic that we could play with where we're talking about sustainability being sexy because I felt like a lot of the sustainability brands, they might be very functional but they're not necessarily design-led or aesthetic and I think that you should allowed, You should be allowed to want to do good and look good and I think those are separate things and it's really important that people feel comfortable being able to have both. And so I want to kind of unashamedly create products for people where they can tick off both of those criteria. Um, it's kind of like, you know, looking up the planet doesn't mean you have to compromise on style. So that was the mentality within which we kind of created the brand around. And I just felt like the name was compelling in a way that it made you want to know more. It was, it was interesting and fascinating and engaging. And I think it's universal too. Uh, in, in, in many ways for the markets that we want to hit, I think it's universal enough that it, that it, that it works. Um, and so I think we tried to be really funny and smart with the copy that we use, really simple design, but very kind of like cool vibe. And, you know, it just we tried to make it feel like it fits you know, sometimes when you see a brand and it's so beautifully thought out and so well done that you only might have just heard about it but from seeing a few parts of it, it just feels like it should fit and you're like, I get it. I get why this brand exists. That's, that's what I would love people to,
1: to say when they hear about our business and our brand. The name definitely stands out like when I was researching it like, wow, this is this is definitely interesting. <laughs> yeah, so uh, for people who want to f- learn more about what you're doing uh, with Single Use and Sexy or they want to try some of your products, uh, what's the best way for them to do that?
0: Uh, okay, so they can go to our website, com, or I would love people to follow us on Instagram because I feel like it's a really good platform where you can kind of... I mean, this is obviously no revelation, but you can really go on the journey with the brand and we're we're finding that that platform and that medium is is what our customers are loving, which is awesome. We've got this very obsessed community of people who just love their involvement and their impact um, with our our business. That's exciting. So our handle is at Single Use Ain't Sexy. Um, We're selling in Australia exclusively at the moment. Um, but plans to start scaling internationally very, very soon, which is exciting. And there'll be some announcements about that um, very shortly.
1: Awesome. Love that. I will definitely put the the links in the show notes here and make sure you go and check out Single Use in Sexy. And Josh, it was a pleasure chatting with you. Uh, Before we wrap this up, do you have any final uh, takeaways or anything that you'd like to share that maybe I didn't ask?
0: I thought you asked really good questions, actually, mate.
1: Um,
0: what what I would say is the thing I find interesting when when I listen to podcasts as well is hearing about some of the things that don't go so well. And I think sometimes what can happen is we're all talking about all of the wins so much that you kind of like gloss over the things that you screw up. And I think one of the big lessons for me is how many things haven't worked, and it's almost like nothing works probably the first time that you have a go at it. And there have just been so many instances over the last 18 months where things haven't gone to plan or we've screwed them up or, you know, you work for ages on something and it just doesn't ever really take off. And equally, there's a lot of things that have gone really well. And so I just, if I look back and if I'm trying to be a little bit reflective over the last 18 months, it is such an unrelenting Roller coaster of different kinds of experiences and emotions and things that work and things that don't. So I just I think it's always really important to like share a little bit about that side of the business because that that is the true reality of having a business and trying to make, especially a, a consumer facing brand successful, is that it's a very um, it's a very up and down roller coaster, but it's quite energizing and fun and you have to be cut out for it, which I know a lot of your listeners probably are because they're all obsessed with e-commerce. So for anyone who's kind of going through that up and down, I just say, just stick it out and keep persevering because I think it's worth it in the end. And it's, it's an awesome way to work and live and have an impact.
1: Yeah, perseverance definitely a, a very key to grow any, any kind of business. Thank you for the advice, Josh. And it was a pleasure chatting with you. Awesome. Thanks, Vincent.